From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. So you want to go see that movie, huh? <laughs> yeah, that movie. Well, hopefully you're listening to this, and if you're still on the fence, don't let our takes of the movie spoil your experience. Either that, or maybe you <laughs> you like to get spoiled, but we have something for that also. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 236. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man who won't spoil a movie by telling you what he's figured out, but if you're sitting next to him, be sure to hear mutters of, heh. And I knew it. <laughs> he is Mike, also known as MFG. Or in today's case. <sighs> oh, <laughs> you ch- you're giving it away already? Damn. No, of course not. Of course not. I never give away anything. I keep everything close to the vest, but I'm not wearing a vest. So there we go. Touching the nipples. Go ahead. Exactly. But I know what everybody wants to know from me. They want to know horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end. An event so infrequent you'll see Haley's Comet four times before another dark-skinned person survives again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Are you ready? I guess. I mean, Ralph got the last one correct, I think, so we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll ride his coattails. All righty, here we go. Freddie Harris is a TV producer who, who live streams college kids investigating a serial killer's childhood home in the 2002 installment of this long-running franchise. So that was lengthy. I'll repeat it again. Freddie Harris is a TV producer who live streams college kids investigating a serial killer's childhood home in the 2002 installment of this long-running franchise. I think because it's a long-running franchise, I think I might know who it is, but I'm going to wait until, obviously. Well, don't forget, I not only need the actor that played the character, but I also need the name of the movie. Oh, uh, and with franchise, it gets tricky because you've got to give me the name of that portion. Bet. Okay. You're on. Okay. And of course, we'll hear that after the quick news. After the quick news. All right. And um, for our other illustrious hosts, um, you please, if you listen to this podcast, you know he will absolutely spoil a movie for you while you're watching it. It's like his Tourette's. <laughs> he is RT squared. We're off the tech. Boosh. <laughs> it's a legit condition. I've been diagnosed with spoileritis. I right? wish you would have told us that before we started the podcast. I, that's how I started. And, be, and before we touched it. <laughs> when I first met you guys, that's the first thing I said. Hi, I'm Ralph. I have spoileritis. <laughs> you just don't listen. Yeah. Anyways, so the other day, I was just, you know, minding my own business at home when out of nowhere, this portal to another world opens up right behind me. I know. Who could imagine, like, another portal? It's crazy. I'm telling you, man. Anyways, I go in, I battle, you know, save the the damsel in distress, become the ultimate hero and everything. Sexist. And right when I was sitting on my throne, um, they're like, all right, we don't need you anymore. And they open up on the portal and just kick me through like if this was Sparta, right? And as I'm going through the portal back home, a thought occurs to me. Technically, everything is limited edition unless it's made for the rest of uh, to last for the rest of eternity. True. <laughs> huh. I guess not everything, uh, you know, things don't always have a long life. So, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> so you got to be careful when you get those uh, new products and they say lifetime warranty. Whose lifetime? Oh, they never say. <laughs> they yeah, never say. Got to be technical. Words are important. Words are important. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on today's show, we'll be discussing the movie sequel that survived the mass cancellation of the DC movie projects because, well, maybe because James Gunn felt it was too late. But can this movie be a godsend or be like, oh, God? On this episode, we will discuss the new Warner Brothers production and DC DC movie production, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. But first, MFG, quick news. Over the years, it's become quicker and better. So let's swing over to it, Mike, and it's quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. And that quick news was brought to you by daringly inserting large disgusting objects, or dildo for short. <laughs> oh, how long have we been doing this show? And I gotta say, quick news, and then you press the. Button. Well, that teaches you the uh, value of a pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I assumed that that, that that our tech had been watching the Oscars and like play them off. <laughs> but you know what happened was that that pause just gave birth. <laughs> hold, hold on, my my intro was really short this time, so evidently he wanted it short. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> All right, Mike. What quick news you got for us? Well, it's been a long time, but this time I just had to go with death. Oh, damn. I, I know. And you saw that was the plural S. So, uh, one of them you're not going to know about, but I just felt it was important to put this one in. Uh, Michael Reeves, a prolific novelist, short story, TV, and comic book writer, died on March 20th. Now, although the majority of us, and majority of you out there, won't know his name, his work has touched most of us. As a novelist, Reeves wrote several Star Wars novels, among other genres, beginning with uh, Darth Maul, Shadowhunter. Um, and he was writing long before then, but that started his Star Wars series. But long before he penned that book, his first script was sold for a live-action episode of The Secret of Isis way back in 1975. His contributions to TV cartoon shows are numerous. Gargoyles, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, Dungeons and Dragons, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, over 63 episodes of The Smurfs, and even winning an Emmy for Outstanding Writing for Batman the Animated Series. Wow. Yeah. Reeve also co-wrote 1993's Batman Mask of the Phantasm and 2003's Mystery of the Batwoman movies. Uh, and his live action credits include The Twilight Zone, Star Trek The Next Generation, 1990's Flash, and Sliders. Uh, Michael Reeves died after a lengthy battle with Parkinson's disease. He was 72. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry to hear about yeah. that. But, but glad that he made such great contributions and yeah. so widespread. Yeah. So widespread, especially because you went for a slew of 80s films. Yeah. And then you said Mask of the Phantasm and you mentioned all the other yeah. stuff. So he really yeah. kind of and like. He was doing things even into the 2000s, writing, and I mean, uh, books as well as, you know, that was just touching those things that we would all definitely know from our childhoods and, and before. But, yeah, he's one of these people. He's never heard of him before, but yet. He's been involved in all of our lives for, you know, decades. Especially Ralph is the Ninja Turtle fan. I'm, I'm definitely, I know that you're kind of tipping your, I, I was going to say hat, but turtles don't wear hats. Uh, no, they do not. Yeah, okay. But you know what I meant. Yeah. Tipping the shell. <laughs> <laughs> tipping the shell. Wow, that just sounds like something totally different. I mean, just sliders alone, that shit is awesome. I love sliders. I've never seen sliders. It's sliders, really good. sliders was really good. Up to a point. Kind of good. Absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably when he left. Yeah, well, that's when everybody well everybody left by that point. They got rid of it. I think we were only down to two, one main character from the beginning, and then Carrie, 
oh, what's that? She's like a death knell person to a series. I cannot think. Carrie, not Washington. I cannot think of the actress's name. I like her. I have a soft spot for her. She tries hard, but like it's like everything she gets on, you're like, oh, it's going to get canceled soon, isn't it? <laughs> it's like when Ralph likes a show. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what wow. else? What? Dare you? So, so wait, you said deaths. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is, the next one is uh, who I think it is. Of course. Yeah. Beloved actor Lance Reddick, mm-hmm. best known for his work in The Wire and John Wick franchise, died on March 17th. The smooth voice actor is said to have died of natural causes. He was 60. Wow. Yeah. 60. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I'm not old at all. I mean, when you, we've got like Stallone and all these other people, you're like, that's not old at all, man. <laughs> I'm just really sorry to hear about yeah. that. And especially with John Wick, John Wick 4 that just came out. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, his last film. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that's crazy. But I mean, he definitely did a great body work. And for those who didn't see The Wire, Wire was a great series. I have still not seen it. It's really? In, it's in my list of things to watch, though. Definitely um, something really, I mean, groundbreaking for its time. It was just a great show. And he was great in it, too. Carrie wore her. Sorry. It just hit me what her name was. <laughs> oh, uh, I know who she yeah, is. Yeah, everybody knows her face because she's been around a lot of bad TV shows. <laughs> you know, Or ending TV shows. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wait, is that all for the deaths? Well, that's all for the deaths. And but, you know, yeah. But after, uh, after all that, a little rebirth after such sad tidings, let's get something a little bit, little bit brighter, at least for me. The Ultimate Universe is returning to Marvel Comics. What? Yeah. Check out June for Ultimate Invasion, which is a new miniseries from Jonathan Hickman and Brian Hitch. In the miniseries, the Illuminati go up against the Maker, who is the version of Reed Richards from Earth 1610, mm-hmm. while Miles Morales also takes on an important role that could forever change the future of Marvel's universe, uh, multiverse. Excuse me. Uh, not much more is known about the universe's revival, but hopefully, writers and titles will bring back the richness that flowed into much of the old Ultimate Universe. And for those who don't know who the ultimate, what the Ultimate Universe was, it was Marvel's attempt of rebooting the entire, um, the entire Marvel universe, but and modernizing it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were younger. It was just, they tried to not only modernize it, but make it more um, slightly realistic. Like, slightly. Like, you know, they, I mean, gra- obviously, you're dealing grounded. with superheroes. Yeah. But yeah, a little bit more grounded. It's basically the Avengers you see on film are basically the ultimate version of the Avengers. Correct. Even though they're in 666, I mean, 616, don't get scared. Um, but, you know, that the way that they were treated, the, the more relatable part of their powers that's more from the, the marvel universe uh, the ultimate universe right and, and 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 i remember reading that when the marvel universe first premiered when the marvel ultimate universe premiered in 2000 i was all about it and then because then they try to be so different and so unique mm-hmm. that now they went way left yeah. and then they went way right by saying well we want it just like the 616 yeah that's just got it, really and that's where it got really bad but when they were going their own thing i mean they took bold steps. I mean, well, first of all, the Spider-Man run, which is, I think, the longest run ever of a duo, which was... Um, Bagley and... Um, um, I can't remember the writer. Uh, it's uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, how could you, you forget? Uh, <laughs> where, where he, the seven-issue... The seven um, not, uh, not Carnage. Uh, what's the other one? A Venom series, yeah. where Venom doesn't show up until number six. Uh, <laughs> but... But yeah, I think they had the longest running duo ever in comic book uh, in one title. Right. Um, but I mean, majority, 90% of that series was excellent, even with his long-winded self. The X-Men were good, fair, and then got good. But they went big things. They killed Wolverine eventually. Mm-hmm. They killed most of the X-Men well, when uh, Magneto uh, tilted the, the world and created mass tidal waves. And whatnot. That was during and ul- killed, Ultimate War or something yeah, like something that? Yeah, like, or Ultimate Annihilation or something yeah. like that. But even, even he died. And then Kitty Pride became leader of the X-Men group, and then that went into its own way. It, that was a great story. Mm-hmm. And I am going to, to uh, Ralph, spoil this just to get you to read. If, you, if nothing else, if you read when Kitty Pride 
um, tried to take, like, basically she was like a Moses character. She took her X-Men out to try and find a place literally in a desert for them to, like, try and grow and live away from uh, humanity that was hunting them because it was very much, the, the um, country was very much government controlled at this point because of all the stuff that Magneto did. And, of course, that put a bad target on all the mutants at this point. Right. Um, so they're, they're trying to build a life, and that's kind of going well, but now there's another mutant force that's attacking them, and it's led by none other than usually beloved Jean Grey. That's right. And it is a vicious battle between Kitty and Jean Grey. It is, it's a great story. Great story. Uh, I grade that Ralph spoil a 10 out of 10. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this one more before before I go back to Mike. Um, the fact that Hickman's involved, I'm very interested. Now, I know some people didn't like the Infinity series and what they did about five, six years ago with the Avengers. Okay. But I know Hickman was very good with his, his Fantastic Four run and his X-Men run, which revitalized the X-Men franchise. He, they're the one with the whole thing where now they're... they're they can't die. Oh, okay. I have and not read it. Repo- it's it actually does, not bad. That's what everyone keeps saying, but it's just hard to lure me back. I've been so disappointed over the last decade of X-Men stories. I don't know if you'll like it because you don't like, I know you don't like Hickman. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little iffy. Right. But I, I, I know, Ralph, you'll like it, you know, when, when you check it out. They can't die. They, well, they can die, but they now have they can be resurrected. Because, other mutants are, but they oh, combine the different powers, and so they, they just come back again. I, guess, I, I, yeah. I think I've, I've heard of this, yeah. where also um, Nightcrawler looks more demonic, right? I think that's something else that's going on, and that right. also might be related, because Mr. Sinister is doing something. Yeah. Yes. He's either in a multiverse something he's doing, or whatever's yeah, he, going on He's involved on in a series now, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I got that from Comic Story. Shout out to Comic Story, if you ever listens. Um, but... Yeah, so I, I, I caught up on that. It's it's pretty good. So I'm interested to see what Hickman does with the um, Ultimate Universe, yeah. where Miles Morales came from. Fingers crossed. So that's all the quick news? That is it for the quick news. All right. Before we get into the black guys don't get to die in horror films, um, Ralph, you have any quick news? Huh. Pregnant pause. Meanwhile, quick. I don't have a button to press. Quick news. <laughs> quick news. Quick news. News is quick. No. All right. Sorry. Okay, so Mike, could you please... Give us that clue one more time so we can try to answer. You mean for horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end? It needs a shorter, it needs a shorter title, but Works sure. for me. It works right. only for you. Here we go. And this one is going as uh, a special shout out to Mr. Cooper out there. Because uh, if he can't get this one, he should be ashamed of himself because we've had conversations about this. Wow. All righty. Once again, Freddie Harris is a TV producer who live streams college kids investigating a serial killer's childhood home in the 2002 installment of this long-running franchise. I was going to say Saw 3, Chris Rock. Oh, that's a good guess. Absolutely wrong. <laughs> well, Saw 3, Chris Rock. Wow. Um, and Saw 3, uh, Saw, Chris Rock wasn't in Saw 3. Uh, he was just in the latest one that came out last Saw. year. I was taking a guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's context clues, bro. Context clues. I mean, I have no idea, but if I had to take a guess... Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't know. Another good guess, and absolutely wrong. Oh. It, the Freddie Harris was played by Busta Rhymes. And it, 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 Halloween, um, oh, Halloween H2O. Nope. That's the wrong one. Halloween Resurrection. Wow. Oh, shit. Okay, wow. <laughs> Never saw it. I, I saw it. I did. I believe it or not, I saw it. It wasn't that scary. <laughs> yeah, when he he karate fights Mike, my, um, my, <laughs> Mike Myers, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at this point, Michael Myers as a villain, it just seems so unreasonable. Like, he's gotten shot, stabbed, I think decapitated at one point, too, right? Well, that wasn't him. Oh, sure. <laughs> Convenient. 
but wow, busted. Being wow. for him. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if Kev would have got it. I know um, Lady J, shout out to Lady J. She's got the past four ones correct. Oh, well, I got to step it up. In other I words. was like, really? You got it? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, no, that doesn't count because it was released like, you know, weeks ago and you hang out with me. So. <laughs> Wow, way to just crap on her parade. Well, she'll probably get this one right too, so it's there okay. All right. All right, everybody. Let's go to what we're here to talk about. Which <laughs> Why is... did you make the summer going to prison? <laughs> <laughs> because you're rubbing off on me. Not the prison part, but the but the sense of, oh, here we go. And for those who maybe didn't look at the cover of the podcast and don't know what we're gonna talk about today, we're gonna talk about the DC Comics movie Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And with the synopsis, is a guy who's a lifelong Captain Marvel slash Shazam fan. He is Mike, also known as MFG. Please let us know how you feel. All right, here we go. Shazam, Fury of the Gods is the what number? What number of the DCEU? What number? Nobody's counting anymore because it's dead. It's still part of it. All right, Shazam, Fury of the Gods Six. is the 12th. Oh, close. We're not close. Entry <laughs> in the DC Extended <laughs> yeah. Universe. The sequel was directed by David F. Sandberg and written by Henry Gayden, who respectively directed and wrote 2019 Shazam as well. The main character is based on the Fawcett Comics hero Captain Marvel, created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck, who debuted in Wiz Comics number two way back in December of 1939 before being purchased by DC Comics in 1972. The film costs approximately $125 million and has a one-week total of $36 million domestic and $34 million foreign. Sounds like you ain't coming back. Uh, <laughs> Shazam! Fury of the Gods has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 51% with 87% audience score. Now, I'm going to compare that just because of this movie to the first film, which had a 90% critic and 88% audience score. And because of the comparison, I'm even bringing back Metacritic. Wow. who scored this movie a 47 out of 100 with a 49 out of 100 for audience, whereas in the first one was a 71 out of 100 and a 79 out of 100 for the audience. Mm, so you're saying either way you slice it is a dip. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Here we go for a little synopsis. Uh, men, women, and children murdered within the first seven minutes. A handicapped teenager beaten by bullies on school grounds while a teacher smiles understandingly. Teen forced to, wa- uh, to witness a teacher fall to his death from a school building to an audibly wet splat. And a 10-year-old girl who all but completely says, motherfucker. Yep, you guessed it. It's another family-friendly superhero movie from DC Studios. Leaning heavily in the idea of children playing adult superheroes, the second time around for the franchise is packed with even more inept dialogue and head-scratching plot decisions. More often than not, the adults are mentally impaired Muppets filling screen time. Uh, The daughters of Atlas are on Earth, and they are pissed about the wizards stealing the power of the gods and having locked them away. After finding and repairing the wizard's broken staff, the daughters plant the tree of life in a baseball field and bring the monsters of mythology to our world. With the extended Shazamily depowered and only Billy left to save the world, who cares? Uh, In 1978, (laughs) Superman the movie challenged audiences to believe a man can fly. Fast forward 45 years and this DC franchise will make you wish these children would die. Shazam! Fury of the Gods is a two-hour Skittles commercial, which means Warner Brothers has now ruined two things from my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) All right, starring uh, Zachary Levi and Asher Angel as Billy Batson Shazam, Adam Brody and Jack Dylan as Frederick Freeman, uh, Helen Mirren as Hespera, Lucy Liu as Calypso, Rachel Zegler as Anthea, uh, Jaymon Hansu as the Wizard Shazam, 
Grace Carolyn Curry as Mary Bromfield, Megan Good and Faith Herman as Darla Dudley, Ross Butler and Ian Chen as Eugene Choi, DJ Catrona and Jovan Armand as Pedro Pena, Marta Milans as Rosa Rodriguez, Cooper Andrews as Victor um, Vasquez, I'm sorry, Rosa Vasquez, uh, Mark Strong as Dr. Th uh, Thaddeus Savannah, David S. Sandberg as the voice of Mr. Mine, I don't even know what they paid Gal Gadot to come in as Wonder Woman. Mm. And this will mean absolutely nothing to anybody but us blessed few that know. Michael Gray, as the old guy in the crowd, wearing a bright red shirt and a yellow collar and cuffs, who says Captain Marvel. I know Because that, guy. that man was Billy Batson from the 1970s. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I picked up on that. I was like, oh, I know yeah, who that so, is. I mean, he looked bad, but he was so great seeing him. I know it, you saw the Winnebago, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was so cool, happy. too. All right, hold on, hold on, guys. All right, so let's talk about it. Shazam. But before we even do that, don't jump the gun, Ralph. Let's press that spoiler bunny that we pay so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that overly British and sassy spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. Stush! Just I stush. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I rearranged these questions as you guys were speaking because I was going to open with talking about the plot, but let's talk about the overall. The what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. How about let's talk about the overall vibe of the movie. One of the knocks about Shazam, for those who didn't see the first one or who, those who know about the first one, one of the, one of the big knocks was the fact that it was overly childish, especially when we talk about protagonist Shazam. Um, played by Zachary Levi. Um, going into this movie, knowing that this was possibly what it was going to be, was it easier to digest the fun, silly part of this movie? How was he dumber? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I was thinking when I saw this movie. I'm like, why is he just playing even more childish than he was in the first movie? Yeah. Like what the hell? Are you regressing? Is 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 the power of Shazam well, making you, you regress? You do get hit in the head with a lot of lightning. Is, you know, it is right. going to probably affect your mental faculties <laughs> after a while. I mean, it's it just opens and you're like, I mean, well, actually, no, the opening sequence was great. Yeah, that was if the movie had followed through the tone with um uh with uh, Hespera and uh, Calypso, uh, Helen Mirren and uh, Lucy Liu coming in and taking, you know, the, I, like wreaking havoc. And like I said, they murdered families. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, it was, there's no getting back around from that. They turned them to solid stone. You know, they, they killed kids. They shattered that yeah. one guy. Um, you're like, okay. And then right away, oh, yeah, it's that movie that can't seem to follow a tone. You know? Okay. All right. Ralphie? Yeah. I, I don't understand how he's more mature as the kid than yeah. he is as Shazam. Yeah. He's just a... Ugh, and, and like who, who? Like I love Zachary Levi. Like don't don't get me wrong, right? But like, what director tells you? No, 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 no. Pretend you're wearing a diaper. Yeah. All right, that's what I want you to do. And you've already crapped in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think definitely nuance needed to be had because obviously, yeah, you want to play younger. But I mean, the, one of the major plot points is the fact that 
Billy Batson's going to be be eighteen. If my yeah. if, if my eighteen year old kids acting like that, I'm like, you're not ready for college. You're not even ready to leave the house. We failed you. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know, all of society. It, it takes a village. This village failed you. <laughs> this village should be burnt down. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Raise it to the ground. <laughs> raise it to the ground. Yeah. R A Z E. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm like raise it. Like raise it up. Okay. No, all no. right. Raise like the Vikings gotcha. going to raise a village. Gotcha. All right. All right. So let's go back to that opening sequence. Um, and we get introduced to the daughters of Atl- Atlantis, a.k.a. Atlas. Atlas, sorry. Yes. Not Atlantis. Different franchise. I, that's, that's me wanting Submariner to come out. The Submariner. Um, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's North Star. Um, but the daughters of Atlas, how did you feel about them? as the main big bads because usually they we kind of even though there's a little secret about who their total unit is in the beginning Mm -hmm. because we only see lucy lou and helen mirren how do we feel about these two coming out and you know but you know being being the main villains what's helen mirren and then because i i love lucy lou and she's she is a good actress she may not always get great roles but she's a good actress as well and helen mirren it goes without saying um is just an excellent actress and for three quarters of that movie they were like we can do it. We, we can hold our heads high. Eventually, the script caught up to them. <laughs> like, it's just, especially that script was like, bitch, get back here. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just going to beat the dumb into you. But uh, they, just them, just seeing them, they were good. I mean, they were having fun being villains, you know, in the opening sequence. And I, like I said, I mean, I knew, I, I, oddly enough, I did not see one trailer. No, I'm sorry. I only saw the very first trailer whenever it came out to this movie. So I hadn't seen anything since. But uh, I, so I, you know, but I know what I'm going to probably be in for in this movie. Right. You know, that I hope to be better. But just when you see that, like I said, maybe it's about seven minutes, you're like, I have hope for this movie. Like, it, it's like, this could be a decently good movie, you know, and then. <laughs> I'll just say this. Maybe, uh, I guess going in, I knew it was going to be really bad. And I knew it was going to be sophomoric and, and, you know, in, in the humor and how, or at least how Zachary Levi plays Shazam, I actually wasn't as disappointed as I thought I'd be. I like, I like it was still pretty bad, mm-hmm. but I guess going into it, knowing it was going to be that way, it didn't bother me as much. It, I didn't pay attention to that as much. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, I, I loved having, uh, seeing Lucy Liu on the screen yeah. again. She's just amazing. She always makes me smile. Even though she's being a bad guy, she makes me smile when I see her on screen. Cause I just really like her a lot. She's just because you know she's such a great actress and she she played this role really well. Yeah. Like, like oh my, like the intensity of her hatred for mm-hmm. humanity was just. It was just for the writers. Yeah, <laughs> it was just the hatred was for the writers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was great and Helen Mirren is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to agree with Mike. Like it, it just it came to a point where it's like it's it's too comical and like the, the way that they're writing the villains, also like what like. You're a god with years of battle and tactical experience, right? You've lived a long time. You know, like, granted, they set their plan in motion and they achieved what they wanted to, mm-hmm. but they could have done that shit a lot quicker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're dealing with someone with, with the lobotomy of Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly isn't the wisdom at this point, you know. Well, they kind of address that in the movie. That, which, uh, yeah, I want to mention that, which is like, just because you bring up that he does not have the wisdom is not a plot point. It just serves to later. show how bad your script has been yeah. because you don't resolve it. You nope. just keep making fun of it. And I'm like, well, he has these powers. So why doesn't he have the power of Solomon should be the question, you know. 
Right. Um, speaking of the power of Solomon. Or the wisdom of it. Or the wisdom of Solomon, yeah. sorry. Um, the fact that they, first off, in the first one, I didn't expect the entire family to show up in the first one. No, they should not have. Now, what do you feel? Because one of the first scenes we see of all the heroes in the movies, all of them putting the, you know, helping out the bridge, which give DC credit. They've gotten better with the whole heroic acts. and Because mm-hmm. remember, we, we, we watched movies like um, BVS where, you know, the heroic acts were, were followed by lots of people dying all over the place and they couldn't do things right. At least they didn't do things right and they still saved people. Mm-hmm. But do we still feel like the Shazam family should have been there? I mean, in the movie. I, I mean, I, no. I mean, it's, it's, they just shouldn't have. And, and uh, flying all the way to the end where, like, you, you were like, okay, you had your out. Their powers were removed. I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead a lot. It should have ended there. And, like, it should have been a reason why he needed to be the only one. Yeah. You know, the wizard, you have more power, whatever the case may be. Like, you're, because of you having all the power in one body, it, it keeps the realm separated. I just make up some shit, you know, like, the wizard could have just been lying and been like, no, these are idiots. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Having the family, no. And it felt like, I mean, well, the family was supposedly annoyed with him always making them go together. But even throughout the film, it just felt like the actors, and again, maybe it was the script, it just felt like even the actors were like, we don't want to be involved. Like, like, like you know, none of us want to be involved. They were like kind of, what, but, what but, they the, but the scene, except for stupid little humorous quips, which make no sense in a, a scene where you're trying to save lives on a bridge that's crumbling, it was a really good scene. I, I really did enjoy the bridge scene otherwise. I, thought, I did. I thought, yeah, I thought it was really good action, a display of power and whatnot. Um, which kind of they didn't follow through a lot, I think, in the rest of the film with it. But I, I enjoyed that part of the scene, that opening scene to see the family. But did they need to have the family? No. Ravi? I thought it was hilarious that they called them the Philly Philly Askles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then I, I, I saw the whole bridge collapsing thing coming. Like, mm-hmm. All right, now we're going to go save the bridge. Yeah, and did you see the Fantastic Four saving the people on the bridge? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Holy cow, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, um, but yeah, like, I could have done without having them there. Like They didn't serve any purpose other than to keep him from losing his powers. Yeah, and, and we'll get to how that's happening, you know. And also the plot point with, uh, with Freddy. Right. Because I guess you kind of need that one there. Let's bring up Freddy now that you mentioned it. <laughs> that's how you bring up Freddy, because it was... I hate his character. I didn't. I, I didn't mind him this time around because you kind of got because he was annoying in the first one, and in this one you kind of gave him. You know, you know, you felt a little more sympathy, um, some more sympathy for him with the whole bullying thing and with the mysterious new girl in school. Did you know right away, Mike, that that was? Of course. What the hell? <laughs> I, I, even Billy figured that out right away. <laughs> like, everyone was like, "Yeah, no way, no way." This chick wants you, even though she, of course, did. No, I I couldn't feel bad for him because I'm like. Okay, before you were a victim of things. I mean, not saying that he's still good, but like, you don't have the power of Shazam in you when you're Freddy currently. But you're you've been a superhero. Like, like normally, what do we get from superhero films? You get this power, blah 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 blah. blah you start saving the day. You build confidence. You at least. I mean, granted, yes, he is crippled and whatnot. But it's like, you know, are you trying to say that all cripples should be taken advantage of? Is that is that the DC plot point? No. He, you know, you stand up for yourself. You 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 do what's right. Hit the kid then with your cane if you have to. Like. He just, it's like you're a victim, but for no reason. It's like the Parker syndrome. Like when they do Peter Parker, like, oh, well, it was me, the Parker luck. You know, but meanwhile, Spider-Man, you're saving the day. It, it makes no sense. And also, it's just like, I mean, worst case scenario, I'm not saying hospitalize them. It's like you turn into, uh, you know, Captain Marvel Jr. You're just like threaten them with like, hey, leave him alone. 
And then you go back. It's like, it's not that hard to deal with the bullies like this, you know? Yeah. But when I saw like the, the level, it was like the brutality though. Like when they punched him and then, and then bent his cane, I'm like, who's writing this? And then I have a teacher show up and just kind of be like, eh. <laughs> like I've been around bullies a lot of my life. I've never seen one pick on a cripple like that. Yeah. <laughs> First off, you call him a cripple. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the word we'll use, but okay. Uh, I, I've never seen them. Uh, what do you like? A, what do you like, um, Joe? The intern with Oriental on a mobile. Uh, uh, what is it? Mobility disabled person, right? Uh, like better. that. Much better. Yeah. yeah. Is that PC <laughs> yeah. for you? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. So I mean, so but but not only just that, but then on top of this, it's like okay, in the first movie you get a little of this that and the other thing, but it's like you're still shitting on your best friend. And it's like, it's comical to us, but the rest of the world, like, in other words, if I just was in public, just insulting you, people would just be like, do you even like this guy? He's a dick. Like, you don't know, oh, we're friends or we're best friends or something like that. It's like, so even that, I'm like, you have no maturity. And again, kind of like you said with Billy turning 18, he said, I'm only, what, one month or two months younger than Billy. So yeah. you're also almost 18. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling your character. I, I, I grew to dislike him more because there was no growth in his character. He was just that same character, almost a little worse. I don't know. I, I, I tend to disagree about that. I mean, I do think that there were things about him that could have been more likable, but I felt like... The, Anything. And the, <laughs> I felt like they showed a little bit more vulnerability, with, you know, especially because, like, wow, some girl actually, you know, somebody actually likes me. Like, somebody, you know, actually is into me and I actually have a chance. The bullying thing, I felt, was very ham-fisted. I, I feel like it was... Not that it was cruel, but that I've seen that bullying scene already. The original Spider-Man had a very similar bullying scene, except he wasn't um, disabled. Disabled. <laughs> I, I was gonna say a cripple like Ralph, but you know, <laughs> I don't want to get dinged for the same thing. Listen, the censors can uh, sue me later. Nice. Um, I feel like that scene just existed solely to find a way to endear him to. Well, him. yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. It's the only reason it was there. All yeah. right, mm, and. When we found out that she was, you know, that she was part of the, the sisters, did you guys think, okay, she's done with them? I thought maybe she'd be done. No, because you knew, because <laughs> you could see she genuinely was touched yeah. when they were talking. So you're like, because because she she really didn't know that he was involved with the power. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, so somehow you you you're over six thousand years old and. This is your type in literally a 30-second meet? I'm like, eh, I don't believe any of that, but sure. <laughs> hey, if Thor could fall in love with, what's her name, Natalie Portman, you know, Freddie, Freddie can get some from the 6,000-year-old woman. I guess so. Or like the mother put it, what is it with my boys and these old women? <laughs> they like cradle robbers. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're robbing the grave. <laughs> so. So um, one of the major plot points was the fact that they um, they captured the wizard Shazam, which I'm like the daughters did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah the, the the daughters of Atlas did. I was like, he's still around. Everybody was shocked. I mean, he did explain that he was just basically saying that he couldn't exist once the power was passed over. He couldn't exist in our realm. It just obviously either he went to that realm or they maybe well they probably couldn't sidestep and get him in there because their powers aren't working outside of that realm. So I guess that's just where he went. Right. Makes no sense. He didn't explain that part, but that's there's just where a, he There's went. a lot that wasn't explained. Yeah, like why the movie was made. <laughs> <laughs> or why that movie wasn't canceled. Meanwhile, Batgirl yeah. still, you know. Well, it, just put it this way. If Batgirl was canceled because it was bad, how bad was it? <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Uh, what was interesting also was um, 
but before we get to the whole thing of using the staff and the staff being, you know, um, merged together and all that stuff, when they captured Freddy and then they put the um, the magical barrier all over the city, I was calling BS. I'm like, there's no way you're gonna put a put a magical spell on Philly and this and, and this fucking barrier doesn't break. It's fucking Philly. <laughs> That's like putting it over the Bronx. Yeah, that shit would never happen. There just, there just should have been fires breaking out immediately <laughs> in protests. I mean, like, you know. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, it was just, but it, the moment that Dome went up, though, all I thought of was, The Simpsons. Simpsons. The movie, yeah. <laughs> exactly what I thought as well. Yeah, that's, uh, you, know, you know, I know it's been done before. Um, it, I mean, it was just fine. I mean, they, 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 they at least tried to give a reason as to why things are trapped in there, but... Even still, I'm like these sheer vibe. It was leveled <laughs> mostly by our heroes. Again, DC does not seem to understand about like tempering fights. Because like, at one point, when he agrees to meet Hespera, because uh, Billy agrees to meet Hespera, he doesn't meet her, for instance, in the empty stadium. Yeah. No, he meets her on a street at a, at a, a, um, a, a uh, in a, a public a, area. Right, in a cheesesteak place where other businesses are. I'm like, so you're going to meet this woman that can kick asses around all these people, even a stupid 17-year-old boy would know better than that. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the level of property destroyed, I'm like, I, I'm sorry, after you've killed the villains, I would burn you to death for <laughs> that city. As I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, wow. The writers of this must really hate Philly, because yeah. like the the level of damage to the city is astounding. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. New York gets burned down every third freaking every third year in a movie. Yeah, but let's let's share some of this. Some of this. Age. Yeah, but what was unrealistic though about Philadelphia breaking but down like this is just that there was no game that was won or lost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so this made no sense for there to be this kind of destruction. <laughs> Facts? Okay, I'll give you that, Mike. <laughs> our, our, our residential fillion. The, the Eagles weren't playing and the Flyers were out of town. So right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. Um, what do we think about the whole plot of the way we got Hespera to be able to get access to the Apple was the whole idea of she wanted to get herself captured. Was it very, like, see-through? Was it, like, dumb? Well, considering she did not know where the Apple was. At all. Well, the fact that it was just hanging out right there. And just, uh, you know, but I mean, she didn't know where it was. It, 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 she just walked straight to right, it. Right, yeah. And she went right to it. Had no idea where. I mean, it, the wizard could have put it anywhere. <laughs> you know, you're like, all right, I guess we're moving the plot along. Well, <laughs> it, it, it was just convenient that um, Billy was playing with the apple right. when they were writing the letter and he leaves it there on the table. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was just it was just all too that's, convenient. That's just bad writing. Billy convenient. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I did like the fight scene though between her and Billy that got it. It wasn't a great fight scene, but it was just fun. I'm like, you just smacked Helen Mirren. <laughs> he he slammed her twice. Yeah. Well, he, well, first, yeah, he slammed her, and then she slammed yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a stupid line, but he goes, um, I uh, she said she comments on the fact that he has the stamina of her father. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Well, he didn't have super speed. <laughs> and he switches her. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and she gets slammed with her own device. Because also, like, I'm like, you know, once you see that she wanted to be captured, you're like, at what point was she just going to give up then? Because yeah. if, if it wasn't for, like, just accidental, like, happenings, I mean, she was pretty much just going to destroy him and then have no way to get into that realm, you know? Pretty much. Um, Which went from there's no way to get into the realm versus we have a door that goes right to no, that realm. No, no, so, so the way they... Hold on a sec. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. 
we got blindsided. No one's ever welcome. <laughs> so they they explained it clearly, but I guess it, it was pretty quick. Um, they said that they are the only ones uh, as champions. They're the only ones who any door that they choose, they can then use to access the Rock of Eternity. So it's it's it's, it's only them that have the power. But that's why. They went back through the door, like 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 yeah, Lucy so Lou goes back through the door and even into no, our realm through the door. Remember? Because they left it open. That was no 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 no. That's that's the in the room of doors. Right. The doors that they use to go into the uh, to the uh, to the Rock of Eternity. It's just any door that they choose to open. They open it and they goes to the to the Rock of Eternity. Which is oh, why I thought, the porter potty. Right. But yeah. I thought they said that it was only specific doors. No. That opened. No no no. They say they oh. they say. Um, as champions, we have the ability to make any door we want go to the Rock of Eternity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's why they have the door in their own house that goes to the Rock of Eternity. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess they felt pretty special, but I guess, you know, Bode could have just used the Anywhere key and he would have been there from, right, right, right. <laughs> from Lock and Key. He's, here I am. Yeah. So, <laughs> this has been... Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. I don't like getting surprised. I don't like it either. <laughs> At least that was a good one and not a crazy one, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kudos to that Ralph guy. He actually pulled through this time. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's, he's either good. on his meds or off his meds. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> he said he's uh, on the brink between sanity and insanity, but he prefers the insanity. I heard that's the sign of Aquarius. <laughs> he's a scorpio though ah. that explains a lot um but one thing we noticed going back to, to to what we were talking about um in that fight scene where helen mirren gets captured one thing that comes up is the fact that they 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 get their hands on the staff and they use the staff to depower pedro i believe is pedro yes he's the first one yeah he's the first one well, no, Freddy's the first one because he's the power. Freddy's person. the first one, right. and then Pedro's the next one. Right. That you're like, oh, okay. Um, how do we feel about using this device of being able to depower? And like Mike mentioned, he kind of fast forward to the end, saying, "You know, if you would have left them all depowered, that'd have been fine." Were you okay with this weapon? Did you feel like it was one of those? I like cop out. I, I mean, I thought it was fine. I, I can't understand why the weapon looks so cheesy. I mean, it looked like grayish plastic trying to be wood, and I'm like. Have you, there's just wood. You could have just gotten branches from outside and made a staff, <laughs> you know, because it did. I mean, like when, when that thing is in that museum case and you can see they do, it doesn't look like wood. It looks like clay almost, mm -hmm. but it's supposed to be, and the crystal looks like a plastic crystal with a light in the middle of it. And I'm like, this was your final edit? <laughs> this, this was your final CGI edit on this? You know what they did was they went to the bargain bin of the Lord of the Rings and grabbed a uh, used... Gandalf staff that was just like this figure. No, no, they went to Party City. You <laughs> <laughs> used Gandalf staff. Nah, it nah, was just nah, bad look. Nah. I didn't understand it. They went know. flea market. <laughs> <laughs> they went flea market and they were like, I want something that looks like the staff that they have in the Avengers that Loki had, but not quite. It was a fan made one. <laughs> We've got a great one. It's only $10 cheaper. <laughs> we got this horrible one for five dollars cheaper we're throwing this one away <laughs> we'll take it unless you have something cheaper <laughs> this is just a melted lamp that had a cheap we'll take it <laughs> it's funny because we're dogging this but i'll tell you one thing that looked good was the dragon yeah the dragon looked really good i, I thought the dragon was gonna look kind of corny because that was actual really good cgi yeah but yeah. The, the thing is about the staff though it wasn't cgi it was just prop and i'm like yeah. that's why i'm saying like you could have just grabbed twigs and built your prop. I don't understand why you made it look so horrible. Shit, if they had only responded to at least 
one of my million messages that I sent to them, <laughs> I would have given them the staff that I made. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of CGI, let's talk about the monsters that came out once they finally, you know, planted the tree of life. Or, or, or planted the apple and, 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 and um, the tree of life emerged. Well, let's get to the reason, though, the danger. They, oh, sorry. Uh, Hespera and Anthea wanted to bring back the uh, the land of the gods and the power right. of the gods sorry, I to in their, actually, I guess it would be Olympia, in their home world the room, yeah. uh, and plant the tree there, which is where it belonged. Yeah, that was definitely um, Mount Olympus, right? Yeah, I guess it was supposed to be Mount Olymp- yeah. Olympus. Um, but Hespera hates humans so much, which... She kept saying after what they did to us, I'm like, humans didn't do anything to you. <laughs> like, I don't understand, well, you know. So if you remember in the, when they're all learning about the gods, apparently the mortals rose up against the gods. Well, that's where the wizard came in, but I'm just saying, but like humans didn't do any yeah, of like, this. This current generation. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, or, or any of them over the last 6,000, <laughs> you know. But anyhow, um, she wanted to, to destroy all of humanity and by doing that, instead of the tree of life granting like immortality, blah, 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 and all the goodness, planting it on earth, it would become corrupted in our soil and produce the monsters of Olympus. So I just right. wanted to put that in there. No, no, of course. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about Because that's, I guess, one of the th- ways we measure how great a superhero movie is. Part of it is actually, like you said, effects and CGI and all that stuff. How were you with the with the visual effects of these monsters, like these these things being hatched and lions with scorpion tails and and the cyclops and as right. a uh, you know that's a chimera, right? Yeah, whatever. As, as, <laughs> as I, a, don't, I don't know. <laughs> as a Greek mythology buff, <clears throat> I don't want to toot my own horn, but don't because so am I. Isn't that a euphemism for like sucking your own? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, um, not if it makes that noise. <laughs> seeing uh, well, first seeing that chimera. I, I was like, oh my god! Like it, it was really, really fabulous. Yeah. I loved it. And then, then seeing the Minotaur, I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. Yes, the Cyclops, the, the Harpies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the like Cyclops Harpies were fantastic. Great, harpies, yeah. were, no, and really they were all no. That looked wonderful. The, the tree, what it did, again, great part of the movie that they squandered. You know, like because it, 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 it ended up being the same effect of. Let me see if that seems familiar. Like another Shazam-like movie where there's just a terror that's terrorizing a town mm-hmm. and people are just like, oh, I guess we should just fight him. <laughs> you know? Um, it was the same kind of effect, but it looked great. Those monsters, look, I'm like, I want to see this movie. <laughs> the the ones that looked the best were definitely the unicorns. <laughs> eh, I mean, they were cool, but I just, I thought they just went too far. I mean, especially when they gave the whole mythology of it. I was like, ah. that. Well, because if you, I don't know, you're going to remember um, in Constantine. Mm-hmm. They have a unicorn where they say like unicorns are. They're not the. Was it Constantine? No, it wasn't no, it was, uh, it's um, Legends, of, Legends tomorrow. of Tomorrow, right? So they have an episode where they have a, a unicorn that escaped, right? And you have they have to bring it in, but unicorns, in in are vicious creatures. They're like one right. of in the, in these story realms, yeah, deadliest creatures. And I think that's kill. another thing that bothered me is that it just like you're just you're trying to make these uni- unicorns cool, yeah, but you also stole that idea from another show. Yeah. Which was in your own franchise. Right, in your own franchise. They're like, you know, I was like, come on. <laughs> you know. But they, they did look pretty cool. They did. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say that oh, go ahead. But the 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 Skittles thing just came like it was so fucking obvious that that's what what was gonna happen. And the fact that she said the damn line. Yeah, that it's it just ruined. It, it wasn't even funny. I was or waiting for the, for the little uh, marketing of, of of the package of Skittles in the corner of the screen. It, it was just bad. See the rainbow. 
tastes and, great. But, but also when they're riding the unicorns in, because because by the way, the unicorns are the the for some odd reason it's bringing all the monsters of mythology. So evidently the mon- these unicorns are monsters, mm-hmm. but they're somehow the good guy monster, which makes no sense. Um, uh, they're the good guy monsters that all the other monsters are afraid of and can be killed by the unicorns, whatever the case is. So they're riding the unicorns in. And like I said, I'm what, she's supposed to be 10 years old or something like that. When she's like, taste the rainbow, motherfucker. And then it goes off. And you're like, really? <laughs> I kind of like that. It was just like, I, when, I, when I want my daughter to see it, no. Right. But for and, me, I enjoyed and that's that. the thing. I'm like, it was unnecessary. I was just like. You, you know, that's already been memefied to death. Oh, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> Please send it to me when you when you see the first one. Oh. When, you, when you see the first meme, it's like, oh, that's what we were talking about. Send it right to me. Don't yeah. worry. You will get it. Caps phone. Yeah, right. please do. <laughs> um, now, let's get back to, um, actually, because now we're talking about the plot. Now we're kind of getting to, to the climax of the plot where um, now you have, one by one, all of the, the, the family being, you know... The Shazamily. The, the Shazamily. That's what they are. Be, being depowered. And now you have um, Shazam on his own. Shazamily. <laughs> trying to figure out how to, how to get this win. So you have mentally handicapped Shazam, okay. Wow. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Would you say he's dumber than Deadpool? He, he has, yes. <laughs> he has the wisdom of Saladim. <laughs> you waited all show to say that one, huh? Yes, I did. Yes, I, did. I was I was practicing in the mirror. Yeah, and to the point when they when he tries to do the the self reflective heartfelt moment, I'm like, just move the story along. It's not working. His whole I don't feel worthy. Take the power. I was like, yes, you should have taken the power away. Why did you give it to a child? And don't hand me that crap of I found the perfect person. I'll say this. <laughs> I, I actually like the moment with him and his mom. Or his oh, well, that was cute. That I mean, was, like, not like, cute. Like, that was like, nice with Rosie. Like, I yeah. felt like that was really touching. Yeah. Like, that that worked. Like some, of, like a lot of that worked together. Like you know, you mean unlike Pedro? Or everyone says it at the same time. I'm gay. I'm gay, and everyone's like, "Oh, we know." Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, we saw him struggling <laughs> with this." So I'm like, "This isn't fun." As far as like, he's struggling with this. You evidently all knew he's gay, and no one like took him to the side one on one. Hey, can we talk? You know, whatever. The parents like. You just let this kid struggle and suffer with his feeling of anatomy or whatever he's feeling. I'm like, what if he killed himself? <laughs> I'm like, like that. So, I mean, I, I understand they were trying to make fun with that, but I'm like, this is not how that should have been handled. And also then he's, he's gay for what reason in the show, in the movie? You're like, because DC felt they were missing a gay character, I guess. Pretty much. You just answered your own exactly. question. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? You, you know, they were trying to show a, a form of acceptance where it's like, We'll wait for him to tell us, but we already know when right. he feels ready. We don't want to like pressure it on him. Yeah. So that's what they were trying to show. Yeah, they did a bad job in that. <laughs> so now let's get to to um um. Oh wait, wait, wait. Here's here's my reenactment of that wizard scene. Billy Batson, I chose correctly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Me in the back side with uh, with Sir Galahad. You chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about Billy actually standing up to the moment of truth, you know, to, you know, finding a way to close this bubble around Philly to make it more just surrounding him in the stadium right. as he fights um, Lucy Liu's character, which Calypso. is Calypso and the dragon. Lauren? Oh, or Laden. Oh. Or Laden. Uh, the cool L- dragon. Laden? Laden? Something like that. 
Yeah. Oh, and also we have Lucy Lou's power we had men- mentioned where she can talk in your ear so it's, and it, it, it makes I, you do whatever she wants. Power I feel like that chaos, was, they yeah. call it. I feel like that, that was used in the beginning, then it was just forgotten. Well, they used it early on, but because I, I love it. But, but I love this with the person because I thought it was, a, I mean, again, it was a cool idea. Like when she uses it at first and she's like, and then this guy gets affected, he jumps on someone else and he's like, and then this person gets affected, but she just goes, and I'm like, what the hell did she just say? Like, she gave the, 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 the short version. All I kept imagining is what was driving these people to, like, you know, kill each other. He, she must have been like, Fox is going to do a season six of Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it along. And that, I mean, that would just drive me insane. <laughs> you know? well, she okay. said uh, Burlington is having a Black Friday sale. <laughs> Which, that's another thing, going back, actually, I don't want to go back because we only have a certain amount of time. It, it's funny because you talk about her using that power, and it, in that power, they showed a little bit of, like, gumption with um Freddy, with Freddie. Because, right. you know, in the beginning, he when, they, when, when they depower right. him, and she, they're trying to, like, get him to, like, you know, reveal the names, and she uses it on him. And then it comes back later on when he's fighting the dragon and his will... I kind of like that. I that kinda, just kind of got that just now be, just became a de facto like thing because it's like oh his will is not only over chaos but then over I was like and then a right. Green Lantern ring shows up yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah pretty much I was just like okay you're you're kind of just you're you've you've made a vague plot point and you're just going to keep using it I'm like I right, whatever I just want this movie to end <laughs> I, I did think it was stupid that despite all of Freddy's um, strength right the heroes themselves give away their identities and everything in that stupid letter. Yeah. Like, Didn't you read it after you wrote it? So so <laughs> Mary has no fucking excuse because yeah. she's smarter than all of them yeah. combined. Like, let and me she, just read that before you send it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let uh, me proofread. I've done college, yeah. college essays before. But, but also, like, I mean, now going back towards uh, where you were, like, so... The reason why Shazam's trying to shrink the bubble to contain uh, what is, whatever is going to happen to resolve this thing. But meanwhile, he has the staff. The staff, by the way, as we saw when they were in Olympus, that if you know if you're if you were depowered, you can touch it again and call back the power. Yeah. Because we saw Freddie do it. He had no power. He touched his cane to the staff. Yep. He says Shazam. He gets his power back. So now uh, Captain Marvel, which he still doesn't have that name yet, but our main Shazam character, Billy Batson, has the staff. He's flying all over the place with it, and he's even with. Anthea and Freddie, and it's like, oh, so he's going to get them to t- no, no, oh, uh, he's not going to give anyone their power back and help no. the win that. Nope, no one. No, nope. he could just fly to his family, have everyone touch it. Like you know, it's just weird going around to your your siblings and be like, hey, touch my staff. But uh, you know, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're all adults. Uh, but yeah, it was like so. No, I mean, if nothing else, also Freddie, who loves having superpowers, would have been like, get your ass over here. <laughs> you know. And it's it's also like, um, family's the most important thing until I have to do a self sacrifice. Then you know, family, you know, you don't need powers right now. I'm gonna go do the the noble uh, heroic thing. Don't worry about it. But you know, they had to say that that whole thing about family from Fast and the Furious to yeah. you know Helen Mirren, who is yeah. in the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. It's all about family. <laughs> she should have been like, it's all about a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Let's move it along. She's like, can you kill me in the in the second act? No. <laughs> I have to be in the third act. Oh my what? <laughs> so I mean Helen Aaron basically, you know, in her dying wish helps out Billy Batson. <laughs> because because we don't understand why. <laughs> she had no love for people before. I'm dying. Okay. So she, <laughs> she doesn't want to destroy the mortal realm. She right. just wanted to 
revive her realm. I just wanted to kill random people. And then <laughs> subjugate the mortal realm. Yeah, which is so much better than just destroying us. Yes. Well, there's levels to this shit. There's levels yeah. to this. <laughs> um, when Billy sacrificed himself and he died. Well, let's get to how it happened. Well, I mean, you know, he, he fights the dragon. You know, so he's in the contained sphere. It's now small. It's, it's covering basically just the stadium. And they tell him that, that the staff, um, if he says Shazam, and he, I guess, which no, just no, says no, that he, he overpowers, yeah, he, he overloads it with it. power. Right. And for some odd reason, which they never explain, well, they don't explain a lot, his just shooting lightning at this force field uh, seems to make the lightning continuously go everywhere. Yeah. We don't and, know why. And multiply. Yeah. There was more lightning. Yeah. It's like one strike and that was lightning everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so they don't explain why that happens. And then it's all coming back to the staff because the staff seems to absorb the lightning power or whatever power there right. is. Right. So now he's coming at it. He's flying at the dragon. Somehow that fire from the dragon is a physical force, which, you know, we all know that that's not how fire works. Um, not like that anyhow. He battles his way through. He's got the staff and he's yelling. Shazam! Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. The copy that I saw, it stopped right there. Oh, really? <laughs> it was like, it was like, let's just save you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he yells Shazam as he stabs the. But I, but I the, forget that he's what he did, right. you know, because then the lightning came down. Right, you know? that was the final to, to overpower it. Um, to, I mean, or to overload the the staff, and he shoves that through the uh, the heart of the dragon. Lucy Lou's on the dragon. Everything explodes within the bubble, yeah. and then. For some god unknown reason, Helen Mirror is like, "You are a true god," and I'm like, "Why? Why? <laughs> Why? He's an, he's a freaking idiot." Like, like, so were the gods. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Apparently. They weren't that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, did did we find the? Did you did you see how they were gonna resolve the Billy Batson's death before they before we even saw them back at? You know the, the the realm of the god. No, because I really refuse to believe that that Wonder Woman would actually appear in this show. And well, she proved me right. I thought she, <laughs> but I kind of like that fake out because they went with the fake out that they used in Shazam One when they try to say, "Oh, Henry Cavill was here," and they only showed Superman from the from the neck down. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, it could have been anybody. So when they did that in his dream sequence, uh, like, no, oh, he, okay. he walked in really well, so it wasn't Henry Cavill. He can't act that well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, some people are really angry right now. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Cavill, just please know that the thoughts and words and actions of Mike, the finance guy, do not reflect those of Ralph the Tech. They might reflect those of the Cap, but never Ralph the Tech. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Talk about a staff. You're stroking that one right now. I know. Mr. Cavill, he has knee pads on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys didn't I'm see... I'm ready. So you guys didn't see... I mean, after the death, I was like, well, how are they going to bring him back? Um, because... There's so many things that go on in your head because James Gunn says, you know what? We're rebooting this universe. So in your head, you're like, anything could happen. We could. Well, I mean, I knew he wouldn't stay dead, but as far as seeing that one, because also, even though I know in this version, she's established in that way that she has, you know, the, she's, she's Zeus's daughter and stuff like that. I just don't think of her as being a god. I think of her being a creation of the gods. Mm -hmm. So, like, so when they were like, "We need a spark of, of a god," I, it, well, well, it a, literally wasn't occurring to me her at all. Well, you know? I, I kind of had an idea when he said demigod. And I'm like, uh, when he mentioned that earlier, yeah. I'm like, well, "You maybe. got my letter." Yeah, <laughs> and that's just also felt. I mean, like, I don't care how cool they think it's funny. It's just like he's 17. I don't care how old Zachary Levi is. 
this is a, he's a seventeen year old boy talking, and it just felt yeah, but uncomfortable. At least he shot, but at least she shot him down. Yeah, but I mean, it just it, it wasn't just like Freddie and his girlfriend, right. who's six thousand years yeah. old. <laughs> but at least she looks like she's twelve. <laughs> you know, like but I'm like it's, you know, I'm just it just felt uncomfortable. I'm like. Guys, you could have just had him googly eye, but like, like the fact that he was still going on, I'm like. But 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 Shazam does that in all in 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 all um, versions of of DC, and I'll say within the past twenty years that when he sees Wonder Woman, he kind of like, hey, well, I, and she's like, chill out, little man, and that I think it would bother me more if she kind of entertained it. But she doesn't. She's like, no, no, stick to stick to fighting. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm okay you, with. You that. mean she should have turned to Zachary Levi and been like, you should go with all those seventeen year old girls. <laughs> true. Very true. I think she more looked at him and said, "Just talk to me when your testicles descend." <laughs> you hear those thunderclaps? Bam! <laughs> no, that's his jaw dropping to the floor from being rejected. But, but she just looks so out of place in that movie. She but, looked weird. Yeah, she she looked she looked tired. She looked tired. She looked weird. She looked like I don't have to do this shit anymore because my my movie got canceled. She also. Looked like she wasn't there. Yeah, like, right. I'm like, because there were times I'm like, did they, you know, green screen her in the? Because it, like, it just didn't feel like she was actually there some of the time. But like most, and you figure this is all of not even a two minute, not even a two minute scene that she's there. And I'm like, is she not there? <laughs> you know. And also, I mean, I know actors they're scheduled, but I'm like, seems like that's more trouble than just flying her ass in and being like. Put the damn suit on. <laughs> you want your check? Yeah, you're under contract. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now, obviously, I mean, the the movie resolves with, you know, Shazam comes back to life. Um, I guess the I kid, was the press. Go on. The, the, kid, <laughs> the kid, the kids got their powers. They're repairing the I house. I was pissed. <laughs> Question. Did the parents receive powers as well? No. Well, the father's funny because he raised his hand. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Sit down. I would have been like, I am your dad. I will not feed your ass. <laughs> uh, but what I did love, like, the power. I did love, like, so, uh, by the way, so they were repairing the house, but like uh, uh, Ralph just mentioned, it's because when they were leaving uh, the God Realm and they left all the doors open, so Lucy Lou is following them through all the doors that they can get back to our world. And so she goes through their closet with the dragon yeah. and just literally rips through the house. So when you see that there's not that much time we're expecting has gone past at all. We're not saying it's the next morning. It's just not that much time. It's not like years later. And you're like, you know, you see the usual scene of someone repairing a house. Like, oh, it's got a ladder and there. You can see like there's like some drywall been put up. And I'm like, you had to rebuild your <laughs> house. No, this did not. Unless you got the Shazams to do it. <laughs> this, this is that's not what happening. I'm thinking you know? they got the Shazams to do it. I'm yeah. figuring that. That's, that's what it seems like. Because they even asked the wizards, like, can, can you help with that? And he kind of goes like, eh, you know, like. Which, which means yes, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He looks stylish at the end, though. Oh, well, you know, I mean, the guy's a stylish guy. <laughs> now, the movie ends with them talking, or at least the regular movie ends with them talking about the superhero name. Right. And the fact that they say your superhero name is Shazam. Oh, Shazam. What, what do you think it is? Oh, Shazam. It's like, yeah. I mean, it should have been established in the first movie that, A, he can say it without changing if he wishes to. Yeah. that's They just, just should have, you know. Because I know they can't do Captain Marvel because, first of all, it would be confusing in general, let alone, I think they legally can say it, but I think it would just been way too confusing I mean, they, uh, they, for people to be like, did you see the Captain Marvel movie? Oh, the one with Brie Larson? No. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Ralph? Well, they, they did mention it in, in the movie. Yeah, the the, uh, 
the guy who played uh, well, Mark, Mark, um, uh, Michael Gray calls him Captain Marvel, but they called him. They were calling him Captain Light. I mean, they, he just yells it out in there because you know, and that was the, the the little Easter egg joke is that you know he used to be able to turn into Captain Marvel. Yeah, you know, it was just great seeing. And I was just like, oh, that's my guy. <laughs> that shirt though, I was just like, it did not age well. <laughs> I, I bet you were happy when they destroyed that Winnebago, huh? It needed it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, real quick, the, 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 um, there was two post-credit scenes. Yes. yes. And I only saw one when I went to go see the movie. Because you didn't need to see two. Uh, I saw the first one, which is where Shazam is there, you know, in the, I guess he's out in the field. In the boondocks? Yeah. In the boon- and, and those two people come up to him. Two people that have been in movies, and I'm like, you could not have picked two more people that I couldn't have told you were in anything until I literally had to read about who they were. And they were like, oh yeah, they were there and, like, and they they um, went against everybody against Starro. And I'm like, against the man in the wall with Starro. And I'm like, I, but, but then I'm reading and I'm going, don't remember them at all. Like I recognized the guy, I didn't recognize like, the girl. Like you brought in two nobodies to link your movie. I'm like, you know, this isn't Samuel Jackson. You know, <laughs> you know like you right. brought in nobodies. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck they are. Um, but the other scene, well, There'll probably be no other movie, but that's when that's why I listed um, um, uh, Doctor uh, uh, Mark Strong as Thaddeus Savannah. So you see him in jail. He's gotten a nice beard because I guess that's what you do in jail. Um, and then you see uh, Mister Mind, the the, the caterpillar stage of Mister Mind. There, he's talking to him, uh, and he's just like, you know, where have you been for the last three years? And he's like, well, I I don't move around that fast. I don't have wings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, but evidently he's got this plan going, and then he's just kind of like. Oh, I got one more thing to do. And then Savannah's like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so he just goes away. And I'm like, yeah, one thing you had left to do was just save your career. But that was the, <laughs> the voice of him was the director, though. Yeah. Uh, that's really? David, that's, uh, that was David F. Sandberg's voice. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, his wife was in the movie as well. She oh, was, uh, uh, I think she was the woman that was in the first car that was falling towards the water. Oh, wow. Oh, the, okay. the one that was playing uh, I Need a Hero? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I just saved you while you were listening to this song. And other people's lives are probably in danger, <laughs> including that big-ass truck that was right on your heels. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, apparently at that point, the brakes were working. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody need to put the brakes on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I Need a Hero! Now, I- I'll ask this before we go into um, um, renaming and ratings. Um, is it possible that the reason why they kept this movie in production and, and got rid of the Batgirl movie is the fact that they're going to find a way of using some of the properties of this movie in the new rebooted DC universe because the first phase is gods and monsters. He right. did say that. James Gunn did say the first phase of movies, we're going to call this phase God, God and Monsters. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. I, and I mean, I don't have an answer. I mean, is The Rock coming back? I don't think The Rock's Right, and that's my whole thing. So my, usually, and the way Hollywood has done things, but I mean, DC just continuously makes one mistake after the next generally when you go like okay we're done whether it's like not even just a change of mind it's like we're done shit's not making money everyone's hating us you don't bring back people to remind you remember me from that shitty shazam movie and now i'm in a better like you know usually you just go like yep redone everything's different i don't because you don't want me constantly looking at zachary levi and thinking this is going to be a shitty movie because your other two were you know like you don't want that so you know, I mean, but, 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 why, but why would you keep this movie and, and people? Well, you're not going to kill off your hero, like. yeah, yeah. But, but, but what I'm saying is, they could have just not released it. You um, know what I'm saying, like, they, they didn't release Batwoman and, and well, they, Batgirl. Sorry. Well, remember, like, that first movie made money, Batgirl is unknown, and they didn't like what they had so okay, far. That's, so, that's, this one, they're probably like, well, it'll make something. I mean, it's already, you already made the movie, so they're probably like, this will make something. 
<laughs> you know. Well, the, it, it did make something, just not enough. Yeah, you know. I mean, and and they probably also can write a uh, uh, do a write off. I'm sure. A piece of shit's also something too, yeah, right? It is. <laughs> All right. Anything we want to mention before we go to renaming and ratings? Um, let's see. Bad plot lines. Stupid childish character. Simple fact. Uh, Mary was great. I liked her. All right. Uh, Mary, by the way, if you notice, is the only one that did not have a stand-in character. Yeah. Like she it played herself this yeah, time. Yeah, both times. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like the last time she actually had a stand-in. She also cha- or she got married evidently because she's, her name has changed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was um, uh, Grace Fulton. Now she's Grace Carolyn Curry. Oh, yeah. wow. Look at that. All right. Let's go for it. Rename me the movie, Ralph. I call this Chanel. No, 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 no. I'm going to call it Shazam. Freddie had more lines than Billy. <laughs> Mike. Shazam and the weirdest remake of Hocus Pocus ever. <laughs> <laughs> if, could you imagine if it had been the Sanderson sisters oh instead of the other? I mean, I would have been like, I'm in. <laughs> of course, like, like, the, the pitch would have been like, it's Shazam. Mm-hmm. And we've got three villains. They have their magical powers. Mm-hmm. And it's the Sanderson's with Bette Miller. Yes! <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh, Billy! <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go into it. Ratings for Shazam, Ralph. I give Shazam Fury of the Gods five weird, pointless staffs of power that apparently can overload out of ten. Okay. <laughs> It sounded like that staff took your your power. <laughs> I'm going to give Shazam Fury of the Gods five shameless plugs of Taste of Rainbow out of ten. Mike? I give it a rating of three and a half. We end this now, which was said in the film and by the film's producers out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I was having none of this. I mean, and it's it just felt like you guys are just doing this to spite me, aren't you? Like, that's what the movie felt like. Every <laughs> time I saw something that that, that looked un, unappealing or whatever, I said, Mike's pissed right now. You mean like Zachary Levi's big head and his obviously padded costume? I'm like, yeah. <sighs> like, like honestly, like, I, I, how could you not, like, fight back to this? Like, like, so you want me to play my character really childish, even though the kid's almost 18? And shouldn't be this childish? Teenagers are stupid. We all agree on that, right? That's why we have them murdered every time they gather together in a cabin. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. So there you have it. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Coming to a dollar bin near you. (laughs) But guys, don't go anywhere. Rocket Review. That's next. Hello, this is Ralph the Tech, bringing you another Rocket Review. This week, I'll be talking about the first season of the science fiction TV series, The Expanse. The Expanse premiered on December 14, 2015 on the Sci-Fi Channel. The first season consisted of 10 episodes and was well received by both audiences and critics. The show is based on a series of novels by author James S.A. Corey and is notable for its attention to detail and world building. 
The first season follows the crew of the Rosinante, a small spaceship that gets caught up in a conspiracy that threatens the fragile peace between Earth, Mars, and the Belt, which is a collection of the mining colonies and space stations scattered throughout the asteroid belt. The first season also introduces the political tensions between Earth and Mars and the oppression faced by the Belters, who are exploited for their resources by the more powerful inner planets. The characters in The Expanse are complex and well-developed, with each having their own motivations and conflicts. The crew of the Rosinante includes the no-nonsense captain James Holden, the tough but compassionate co-pilot Naomi Nagata, the sarcastic engineer Amos Burton, and the naive but eager pilot Alex Kamal. The first season also introduces the detective duo of Josephus Miller and Christian Avasarala, who are investigating a missing person case that becomes intertwined with the larger conspiracy. One of the strengths of The Expanse is its ability to weave together multiple storylines and plot threads into a cohesive whole. The first season introduces several mysteries and conflicts that are gradually revealed over the course of the season, building towards a tense and satisfying finale. Overall, the first season of The Expanse is an excellent introduction to the world of the series. It combines strong characters, intricate world building, and gripping storytelling to create a compelling science fiction epic. If you're a fan of sci-fi or just looking for a great TV show to binge watch, The Expanse is definitely worth checking out. I give The Expanse 8 high G maneuvers out of 10. I'm Ralph the Tech, and this has been my Rocket Review. And now, Geeks on the Go. Geeks on the Go. Now with more turds. <laughs> now with more turds. Yes. Wow. I don't know if he's referring to something that, from the movie we just talked about or your questions. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's that's messed up. All right, everybody, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and they try to make it under a minute. Um, Just depends on how long my questions are and how long their answers are. Are you ready? That's odd how that equation works out, isn't it? Yeah, right? (laughs) If this, then that. Mm -hmm. Isn't that like a math thing they taught you? Like if if true, then false, then... Yeah, that's called logic. Yeah, that's what it is. They don't teach that anymore. (laughs) Common sense can't be taught either. No. Right. Ready, set, go. Which is a superhero item that you would want to own for your collection? Green Lantern's ring, Batman's Batarang, or Spider-Man's web shooters? Mike. Give me that ring. Daddy's got people to smite. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Ralph. I mean, the ring is basically all three anyway. So, yeah, I'll take the ring. <laughs> all right. All right. I was very surprised. Okay. Um, out of all heroes and villains in D.C., who could lead the Suicide Squad while also making the book more interesting? Ralph. Mike's going to love this answer. Lobo, baby. Oh, God. God. <laughs> He's the ultimate Suicide Squad. He can't fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Oh, I can beat that. Mixed his pinnalic. Oh, God. I'd read that. Yes, exactly. He said make it more interesting. There we go. All right. True or false? DC screwed up by not putting Black Adam and Shazam together in the same movie. Ralph. I said it before. Two turds together are still a turd. All right. Mike. False. Like Megan Fox's everything. Wow. All right. So there we go. Under a minute again. Press it. Press the button. 
Press the button. Go ahead. It just sounds so great. Does <laughs> it though? It kills my soul every time I press. <laughs> All right. Shout outs. Do we have any shout outs, gentlemen? Ralph, Mike? I'm going to shout out definitely Mr. Cooper because I'm just sure he got that answer correct. I mean, he's going to tell me he did. I'm like, how are you going to tell me you did? You heard the answer afterwards. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but uh, just shout out to them. Shout out to uh, all the people that did actually see Shazam Fear of the Gods. And um, we're going to try and get a self-help group together uh, to see if we can <laughs> power through it together uh, and, and, you know, make it to another Marvel movie. Hopefully that might might get us feeling better. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming up, so hopefully that's... That's a coin toss is what you're trying to tell me. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ralphie, any shout-outs? I, of course, would like to thank you guys for always being here so that we could do this. This is awesome. I love it. It gives me hope for the future. Gives me gas, but yeah. (laughs) Same deal. Same deal. (laughs) Wow, okay. I don't even know how to follow that up. (laughs) I mean, I'll give the usual suspects. But first off, shout out to uh, to, to, to Big Daddy Kev, who proved me wrong that he's following along. Now, let's see if we can get um, Joe the intern to follow along as well. What? Our intern's not listening? He's not listening at all. Why do you think your coffee's not here? Yeah. Okay, let's start paying him and then not pay him. There we go. <laughs> Here's what it is when we treat you good. Something like an abusive boyfriend. What the hell is that about? <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to um, Lady J, Emmons from Marvel, Tinkerbell, South Carolina, um, Johannes, everybody who's been always been listening and dropping in and saying when's the next episode coming out. Mr. Cooper, um, uh, Hipster Tom, who I heard from a couple days ago. Hipster Tom! Yeah, I hope he's doing, you know, I'm glad he's doing okay. Hope we can hang out soon. And everybody else who's always supporting us and sending us love and giving us suggestions and things like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys keep listening in. Can't wait to do another show. Anything else you guys want to add? No. I'm good. Okay, so we'll talk next time when Shazam 3 comes out. So We for- end this now. <laughs> <laughs> so Shut down. Shut down, don't, 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 don't. For Mike, also known as MFGN, on behalf of RT Square Off the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky and don't say Shazam. It's like a curse word. Almost four letters. <laughs>